chaos is everywhere. How's it going? Uh, it's it's going. All right. Well, that's good enough. So I'll yeah. just I'll just go ahead and welcome everybody else. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Chaos Battle Frontier. I'm your host, Jonathan Gilchrist, Ooh. and with me, as always, is um, well, Mr. Artie Vice, who sounds a little bit like a sad sack today. I don't Ooh. know why. Rough day at work. All right. Well, we'll forget about that by going to Star Trek. Although I was going to give you a warning. This episode will most likely piss you off. So, just I just knowing you and knowing what's already pissed you off before, and knowing how well this episode does it, you're gonna yeah, it's gonna get you. All right. But um, for everybody that doesn't know, we're watching. We're on the. We did it. We made it through. Final episode of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, in the hands of the prophets, and that's uh, season one, episode nineteen. So. Here we go. All the, yeah. I want to point out to you that if this felt like it was kind of a long you know, project to get through the first season, this is the shortest of all the seasons, five, <laughs> five or six episodes. So there we go. All righty. So, um, yeah, I'm all good at zero. After the episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the first season since it seems like an appropriate thing to do. Uh, but yep. did you want to say anything before we get into it? Uh, yeah, but do. All right. That's where we'll start. So I'm going to hit play in three, two, one, play. Oh, wait, one second. I oh. thought it was a zero and the, the thing screwed me up. Okay. Sorry about that. False start. Are you can you get back to zero? Yep. Okay. Sorry about that, everybody. I thought it was at zero and just Netflix was lying to me. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to hit play three, two, one, play. And I hope right. if you guys need to pause to fix that to be with us. I hope you do, because I'm sorry about my Netflix being stupid. And we're starting off with a Jum Jum stick. It's just so sweet. I have no idea what it's supposed to taste like. It just That's all they ever describe it. It's sweet, but apparently has vitamin C in it. Terrific. There's actually a little, I think it's right here or somewhere in this episode. She, um, Keiko makes a point of saying, I hope this new girl's working out better than the last one, which is a nod to that thing I told you about how the one Bajoran girl that we're seeing is her current character, but they had to change actresses. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they make a little nods to that throughout the episode that she was supposed to be the same person throughout three episodes. I see. Yep. And Father, we're getting back to the part that you were most interested in, the school. Thank goodness. I told you it would come back around. I mean, I know there's kids of different ages, but do you think you really got to start with space stuff at that point? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the closest thing nearby. So here comes what I'm sure to be your new favorite character. Oh, I thought it was because of God. I, mean, well, I can already tell. I can already tell that's who that person is. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how you put that together so quickly. Yeah, I wondered. Why <laughs> has something to do with the fact that I'm not a complete moron? <laughs> and they made her look like a space nun. No. Uh, 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 boy. Without ever seeing this episode, I think you've already put together exactly what this episode's going to be about. Kill me. Just kill me now. Oh, I, I have a way to make it worse, but I'll wait till the credits because I think it'll be funny to talk about it with the yeah, credits. It's going to be so funny. <laughs> 
Oh, so for anybody that's not watching along, basically what has happened is in the school, Keiko, who's teaching all the Bajoran kids, everybody that's on the station, so it's a big class, is teaching a lesson about the wormhole, and a um, woman who is part of the Bajoran religious community just walked in and said, you can't teach the wormhole as like being science with aliens because it's about the prophets in our religion. You have to teach it, you know, the way we want it. So no, no, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, and just because I do this on every episode, this episode originally aired on June twentieth, nineteen ninety-three. That was the original air date. So, um, yeah. That so there we go. Go burn in a wormhole. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're five minutes in, and yep, that's that's where we're starting. Fuck that bitch. You have no idea. Like this is far from the last time you're going to see her. <laughs> you have no idea how much that statement is true. Um, like, and it took me years of rewatching this to get to the point where I was like, "Oh my god, she is a great actress." Because I legit hate her, and that is not, not who she is because she's playing a part. But right. I legit hate her. <laughs> like that. that Obviously, I'm not. Obviously, I'm not saying the actress. No, but it just—it took me a long time to separate the two because she's so good at the part. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Like in my brain, and like, and now that I look at it, I'm like, she would like—I don't know if she could have done it, but that's exactly the kind of heel heat that you want in wrestling, right there. Yeah. (laughs) No, you're not wrong. So, what I think might make this more upsetting for you because it's going to be one of, like it's a good episode but it's going to be a very draining episode in that way this could have been a action-packed um like just big sci-fi battle episode and they just decided not to go that route yeah <laughs> one of the original ideas was to have it be a kind of a crossover where the star trek next generation cast would show up and they would fight back cardassian invasion yeah that would have been a lot cooler I mean, we get a lot of that later, but yeah, no, that's they definitely went in a different route for various reasons. So yeah, there's that girl that's not the same girl, but you know, we've seen her two times now. Yeah. Keep this probably out of a job. (laughs) Chief O'Brien really's got to stop flirting with all the. Like, this happens to him a lot. He gets in trouble with women that want to bone down with the chief. I don't think that's what happens in this episode. I'm just saying that, like, that happens in other episodes. I think it's because he's too friendly. Yeah. I can see that. That was EJ717. I wish I was that confident. Place my tools on my, my dick. <laughs> I really wish I was that confident in my own, um, like mind that I'd be like, no, I never misplaced my tools. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, like ev- this is an episode. I don't. I don't skip it because it doesn't have anything to do with the. Uh, series but this episode really gets my blood pressure so I usually don't watch it because it just annoys me but it, you know it's not the episode's fault it's really great writing it's just it's too good Uh I mean, in a way, in a way, because like you never saw the, um, and this is what it was meant to be, but you never saw the pilot. It is a very good bookend because we've kind of, after this whole time, like there's been tensions, but for the most part, it seems like they're working together pretty well. This really does bring home again the difference between Bajor and Federation, yeah, like stances. And of course, Captain Cisco is just trying to make everybody happy and doesn't want to hurt anybody's belief, but at the same time, you know, he believes in science. 
Yeah. All philosophies. I mean, you guys only have two to deal with. Just separate them. Be done with it. <laughs> yeah, because that always works. That always works, right? Yep. Uh, the emissary to the prophets. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, this is explained a lot in the pilot, so I don't know how much they've explained it, I've explained to you yet, but he is basically, I would say, like, a Moses character. Like, because he was the one to discover the wormhole, he's considered, like, almost the voice of the prophets. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah you told me that before. And he doesn't I, like that, yeah. but, but it's where he is. The heck? So this is um, it comes up a few times. This is a practice the Bojorans do, which it has to do with their earrings. When they hold an ear like that, they're supposed to be able to feel the life force of the person and sort of get an idea of where their like destiny lies. Kind of, it's a weird thing, but that's that's why the earrings are placed in the exact place where she's holding his ear on them. So, yeah. So Bajoran ear meld. Pretty much, yeah. I don't know, like, they never really talk about how effective it actually is, but yeah, you see it a bunch of times when they deal with the religious orders and stuff. Do you, do you understand your duty? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> duty. Yeah, like I like this episode. I think it is a good first season, but man, I kind of want to see the Cardassian invasion. I mean, maybe it would make some of the, some of the other space battles less special if it happened. Like every season, you'd have huge space battles. I don't know. So, um, just this is kind of the B plot, but it does. It's going to affect the A plot here in a, in a little while. Um, the tool that O'Brien misplaced can basically give anybody access to everything on the station. Hmm. It's like a, I don't I don't even they don't explain what, exactly what it does, but it, that's what it's supposed to have done. Gotcha. What's that? Looks like something in a power conduit. Looks like oh, some metal stuff. Gotta rewrote the power flow, everybody. Hey, look, it's metal goo. It's a mystery. Yeah, how'd it get here in the first place? Oh, you'll find out. Oh, you'll find out. I'm I'm trying purposely not to step on the mystery too much. <laughs> but there's also organic stuff mixed in with the metal goo, so now they're going to take that to Dr. Bashir. I mean, in between his many, many, you know, dates with women on the station. So what we just learned is some random mm. person we never met before took the thing and was vaporized yeah. in the power conduit. Uh. <laughs> oh, <shut laughs> Ah, 
I love Odo so much. Like that's one of his like more innocent moments. Like, what's wrong with their money? Right. <laughs> seek the prophets. I'll seek you. <laughs> Did you hear Odo's response as he walked away? Seek them yourself. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Stupid people. Oh, God. Yeah, except, no for, except for she doesn't teach, you know, the religious stuff. I think this is one of those things that I lo- like. The idea of this really does give Star Deep Space Nine. It's um, it's one of the underlying currents that gives it its own flavor. But I think uh, the guy that made Star Trek would probably have been annoyed to be like, really. I mean, I've, this is supposed to be utopia. You're doing episodes about people that can't get their religion out of the classroom and classroom out of the religion. The whole point is that everybody's supposed to kind of gone past that sort of thing. Like, not that they don't have religion, that they try to not trying to force it on everybody else. Or force others to believe what they want to believe. Ah, uh, she said it. <laughs> you just won't teach those either. <laughs> oh, it's kind of kind of a nice bookend because I'm still watching um, Babylon Five, and I just watched an episode where there was a species um, that didn't believe in surgery, like for the human beings on their planet. They believed it was something you couldn't do. You couldn't cut out the body. And that episode gets much darker where the, it's a kid that's dying. They do the surgery anyway, and the parents kill the kid. Jesus. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, that got dark quick. Yeah. But same basic idea here. Oh, well, listen. I oh, man. I Oh, I... Ugh. <laughs> This particular subject is a very annoying one to me. Yeah, no, I like I'm totally with you. Like it, it's it's really well done, but it it does it gets me every time. And the, and this from what I've gathered, the people that like wrote the episode, they felt exactly like we did that or do. That's like why they wrote it. They just I think one of the people I read who's like either the writer or showrunner of the show said. I'm very much against anybody trying to push their beliefs on anybody else. And that's what this episode's about. I feel like anytime there's an unexplained death on the station, the head of security should probably take a look. Yeah, right? I feel like that wouldn't be my first time telling him he should be looking. Well, um, I mean, let's not judge. It's not like people today think the earth is flat. What? No? Anybody? Oh, they, they do? Okay. This is a very good point from Cisco. Yeah. So basically, um, Jake just came in to have a conversation with his dad because we need to really hammer home the you know different beliefs here. <laughs> and um, I really do like that Captain Cisco points out that yes, they're aliens to us, but basically they can see the future just as well as the past. How does that not make them prophets? And he's not wrong. Yeah. 
And to be fair to the Bajorans, if they do have more proof than most religions I'm aware of. Is it just me or I don't like is it just me or do I not like the way he's holding that child's hand, even though it's his own son? Oh, I think you're that one. I think you're being oversensitive. I understand the impulse, but I feel like that's okay. Also, that kid's supposed to be like 13 or something or 14. Right. My dad tried yeah. to hold my hand like that. I'd pull it away and be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and it's. I think that's part of their the relationship that they decide to do as the actors. But you're right; he is much more touchy feely than my dad ever would have been. Yeah. Well, any age, but really 14, definitely. Yeah. See, this is how we know we like him. <laughs> we were meeting that um, last name's Barile, and um, he doesn't want to grab Cisco's ear because, well, he doesn't hold to every belief, or at least not like a strict dogma person. Also, oh, I should point this out just so everybody knows where we are. You also have to remember that um, a few, like a while ago now, we watched the episode where the leader of the Bajoran um, religion went to the Gamma Quadrant and never came back. They still have not replaced that person, so they're still looking for a new pope. That's, that's going to play a part of this episode as well. But I just yeah. want to remind everybody that that happened because it was a while ago. I'm sure they'll remind us too, but I just thought I'd throw it in there because I was thinking of it. Oh, they've already, I mean, yeah, they've already brought it up once. Okay. I missed it, so I just want to make sure if anybody else missed it, they got it. Word, yo. Okay, it is a Vedic. Yep, that's right. I think Vedic is sort of like a bishop, maybe. I'm, it's not one to one Catholicism, but I think they do have certain crossovers. The symbol of a federation. A godless federation. I mean, there's probably a few gods in there, don't worry. So... Basically, what this conversation is about is right now, Vedic Ryle is the most likely to become the next leader, but he can't help Cisco because the assembly that's going to elect him has been either told to fear Cisco or they fear him because he represents the Federation or whatever. So he can't be seen helping him because it'll hurt his chances of being the leader of the church. Yep. So. But religion and politics are two completely different things. They don't go hand in hand, right? Right, right. That never I mean, happens. everybody's figured that out. Yeah, exactly. Separate the church and the state. Duh. Yeah, duh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just makes me so sad because it's so not true. Right. Surprised she wasn't one of them. Oh, she's about to say she might be. Yeah. No, like, they'll literally be back that day. Like, the if the Federation leaves, the Cardassians will be, like, there in, like, five minutes. Seriously.
That's a fair point. That's nothing about philosophy. That's just not doing your job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not only that, but like he's got a like she does not have a point. What do you mean you think you think you've been doing plenty or whatever? You've been up his ass and giving him shit literally the entire season. You haven't done anything to help him. You've made his job harder. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, they work together, but yeah, you're right. Overall, he said meet her more halfway than she's ever met him. Exactly. Yeah, no, you got a fair point there, buddy. He's bent over backwards and been a complete puss bag for, like, for the Bajorans. <laughs> and they haven't done Jack Diddle for him. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I'm going to fit puss bag or Jack Diddle into the episode title or episode description, but I'm going to find a way. God. Because technically these don't get episode titles because they're all chaos, the final frontier, but still. Right. You think it could be murder? Murder. Listen, what he where he goes at four in the morning is his business. And he's dead now. He was getting murdered, but a <laughs> Odo, you jokester. You I've always said he's the funny one of the group. Uh. Well, if you could find like a like a knife that was stabbed into his back or something. Poor Aquino. Remember all those times that we watched Aquino do his job and yep. we're like... He'll be here forever. Guess there's just something special about you. You're not like the others. (laughs) (laughs) That is something a lot of um, aliens on the show say about the Federation is that they um, are very um, conceited, which I think compared to the other species on the show, doesn't really match up, but I can see what their point is from their like from a different point of view. Like compared to the Cardassians, the Federation like are sunshine and lollipops and we'll give you a hug. Yeah. See I told you you can't be throwing it out there. Somebody's trying to get on that. You know what? Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So as a way to um, expedition, exposition, that's what I'm looking for, um, Odo's talking to Quark about the murder, but it's also a way to show us that Vedic Ryle's supporters are arriving, so she's getting more and more backup on the station. <laughs> oh, I love Quark so much. I mean, yeah, keep your ears open. I mean, it's the seventh rule of acquisition, as everybody knows. Everybody knows that. Plus, goddamn fundamentals. If you're Quark's friend, he will um, go ahead and throw you under the bus in like five seconds. Oh, yeah. Pot A. 
Aquino never went to pot A. I'm just waiting until we actually get through it before I go through it for anybody that's watching along with us. Because I will explain what we're watching because this is important. But yeah, basically we're almost at the aha moment of the mystery. Hmm. Yep. Ah, explosion. Yep, that's where we're at. Firebombing. So what we just found out was that um, the runabout pad C was fine. But one of the other runabouts was set to be um, stolen. But Chief O'Brien found the thing that was going to let him steal it. That's about, I don't have to explain mm -hmm. more detail on that. I, mean, I, I hope you're watching the episode, but I feel like that's close enough. <laughs> I wonder who could have possibly done this. I don't know, but I feel like I've kind of given it away by pointing certain things out over the last few weeks. Well, uh, uh, that makes it too easy. <laughs> There's got to be something more. It was Odo. Yes. Odo. He firebombed so many people. Oh, thank God. No one was hurt. Disturbed and violent mind. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, we will. You'll poop. You'll you'll poop on a fucking fuck you, bitch. Hater. You've been here less. Than, you've been here less than a week. The one thing you've done is bitch about the school, and then they got firebombed. Who? Who? Seriously. You? <laughs> oh, she just name dropped. They too real, Star Trek, too goddamn real. <laughs> oh. And you would hope as we get further away from it, it would get less real. No, not at all. Oh. You need a power race. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure do. That's a fine speech right there. You know what? It's a pretty damn good speech. Like, you don't even get to hear how she delivers a line, but I just want to punch her in her face. <laughs> like, it's ten times worse when you can actually hear the, the like, the words in her I voice. I knew it. I what the... damn knew it. Yeah, like I said, I pointing out the fact that she was a renewing character kind of made it, you know, well, obvious. I goddamn knew it. Of course. But I have to you have to commend the writers on the idea of, like, we're going to have this big thing in the finale. Let's set this character up so they just don't come out of nowhere. Yeah. That's good, but, like, god dang. Yeah. So they haven't they haven't um, come out and said it. They're going to in a minute. But basically, at the end of Cisco's speech, Fedek Ryle looked at 
um, Chief O'Brien's buddy and just gave a knowing look. So. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard for me to put myself in a place of somebody that doesn't know this show inside out. So I wonder how effective that would have been watching for the first time. Like, mm-hmm. as far as like, would you have like pegged her immediately? Yeah. Not immediately, but definitely as soon as I saw that look, it was, they made it way too obvious. Yeah. yeah, no, and they'll def- they're going to cement it in a minute. Hey, look, Bennett Morale. What's he up to? <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. You may go. I must speak evilly with this young one. <laughs> You blew the fucker up, right? Found out about the runabout. No, her plan's actually much more specific. It's actually, like I said, again, this goes to the writing. It's actually an ingenious plan that um, really all makes a lot of sense. Way too much sense. I mean, it's evil. You're completely right about that. I really, like, I understand the whole religious fanatic thing going on mm-hmm. right now. But, like, one part I really don't understand that, like, Cisco made an, uh, or that a great point was made about mm-hmm. was, or I think it was Kira that said, like, you know, like we understand that as soon as you get like if you guys leave, we're basically fucked. Right. Like if that's so obvious, why is this a thing? Like I understand that they're religious fanatics, but like like she's old as fuck. She obviously remembers getting like screened yeah. by those douchebags. Well, that's not what she's going for. She's not trying to get rid of the Federation. She has a different idea of mine. But yeah, no. Um, she um, is definitely she doesn't yeah she doesn't do what's right for Bajor it's what's right for her yeah like it's always that's you're gonna see like I said you're gonna see her a bunch more times it's always what's right for her and that doesn't always or very rarely actually ever has anything to do with what's good for Bajor yeah alright oh I hate her so much yep and you're only gonna hate her more believe me but I will tell you this if we make it all the way through the end of the series you will. There is. She gets her comeuppance. We do okay. get to see it, but you have to get. You have to watch the whole thing. <laughs> I would say her and Gal Dukat are definitely the recurring villains of the show. So, they're both now established at this point. Wonder what's in that case. Probably just tools. Yeah. Nothing else. Um, just a little fun thing that I read over through my research. That code they used, Anna, A-N-A, um, has to do with, I think, the name of the original character that was you know, that you know was replaced after the first episode. It oh. was like the first three letters of her name. Interesting. Yeah, just a little nod to the fact that she's supposed to be in three episodes. But yeah, based what Chief O'Brien just found out was there was a program in the thing that was going to turn off all the force fields running to a runabout. It was her escape plan, is what he's finding out. Mm. And he's about to find out who it's for or who did it. But we're we're so much smarter than him, we already know who did it. Promenade. Promenade. Uh oh. 
Like, don't you know about the six feet rule? You should really stop touching each other's ears. Fred Burrell's right about this. Also, she's not very good at her job, the assassin, because I don't know much about assassins, but I know that you don't want to just put yourself in the middle of a crowd on the same level as your target. That's not a good idea. I mean, it's fine if you don't expect to come back from it. That's true. At this point, she doesn't. It's a suicide mission, so yeah. I mean, if it's a suicide mission like that, then it's probably at. That's probably where it's at its best. Is yeah. To get right up close without diverting it, without like getting attention. Oh, I hope. By the way, I hope I didn't just give away something. I hope it's obvious at this point, just watching this, that she's definitely trying to kill him. Like that's what she's there. I feel like it's pretty obvious. Damn it, Mila. That's her name. She's real good. Bum, bum, bum. So what Chief O'Brien's just found out is the weapon detectors, which are sensors that detect weapons, might have been shut off from out, or he, like he thinks they have been, but he can't prove it. And, well, duh. Hey, there's that weird clapping thing I told you about. See how the Bajorans clap weird? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, like that's a weird, like I said, that's a weird cultural thing that you do for the Bajorans, but it's, it's got to be a pain in the ass a little bit, like especially in the first season, to be like, hey, everybody's playing the Bajoran, you got to clap like this. Oh, no. Like, seriously. No. Oh, no. Slow motion. <laughs> For love of God, people move. Something tells me. Oh, never mind. And again, by the way, if she had been better at her job, she would have been up higher and had a clear shot at him. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> She's very bad at this. She answered their call. The prophet spoke. What? Yeah. Like, we met the prophets. They seem like the kind of people that are like, hey, kill this guy. That seems like what they do. So, there you go. That's that's the whole, and that's her in a nutshell. Yep. This was all, like, had nothing to do with the school. It was all about getting Vedic Burial there so that she could get him killed and then she would be in a much better position to be the next leader of their church. Yeah. Hot damn. She could give, yep, she could have given two fucks about the school. It's just the way you do that. Yep. <laughs> and now Kira's having a long think about that. Good. I practice <laughs> little religious society now. Of course she insists. I mean, you would go to the wormhole and ask them.
nameless swamp. Yep. Some wormhole. Yeah, that's that's right. It's your celestial temple. Is she though? Is she a true believer? True believer. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that later. But I'm gonna give you a little bit of a hint. She's kind of hypocritical. If this episode hasn't already proven that to you. Yeah, I mean that doesn't surprise me. I mean, at least these two have come together, if not the entire population. That's and there we go. Now come to my private room. <laughs> this is Star Trek, after all. Yeah, lots of sex in Star Trek. I am the commander. All right, and there we go. We've officially finished season one. Yeah. So, so before we get into an overview of the overall season, how did you feel about that episode? Oh, I feel like I found a new least favorite person. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. She's she definitely is on my list. Um, yeah, no, I I feel like we I said a lot of it in the episode. It's just it's just too real. Like this many years later, and it's still so very prevalent. And yeah, you know, speaks to what's going on in the world. Which I guess is what good art's supposed to be, but I wish it felt out of date, you know. Um, yeah, no. So now that we're at the end of the first season, what do you like? Are you excited about more Deep Space Nine? Or yeah, I would say I am. I don't know why I am, because in the grand scheme of things, I didn't really like. Well, when I really look back at it, it's not like too many of the episodes really like stood out to me, or were really any like anything special. Right. But for some reason, yeah, I'm I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to more, and I don't know why. Well, I think, like I said, I think now now that we're through the first season, we've established who these people are. So the next season, it's going to start building the whole world. And like I said, I don't want to build it up too much. But by the third season, when you really get to the, you get a lot of the action set pieces. You get conflict in between you know governments of different types so i i really do think we're moving right along um we are going to take a break though of course but Ugh. yeah i think um actually i can give you a sneak preview just because why not we're going to get to the second season pretty soon anyway so let me just Ooh. look and see because i can't remember what the first episode is uh, okay so it's actually Oh, it, I forgot it starts off so fucking strong. Um, the second season, the first episode is called The Homecoming. And um, basically, uh, Kira gets a earring that belonged to a resistance of the Bajoran, uh, Bajoran resistance hero. And it's, he's like a prisoner of war. So we get right into that kind of like prisoner of war Cardassians right at the beginning of the first or the wow. second season. Yeah. Hot damn. Yeah, and actually the next two episodes after that are about um, like their big station things. I won't tell you what, exactly how, but the Federation does have to evacuate the... Um, I, think, I think it's at this point. Uh, yeah, they have to evacuate Deep Space Nine. Hot like, damn. In, in the first three episodes, that's what happens. That's pretty sick. Yeah. So now we're definitely like now that we know who we're dealing with, we're definitely going to get a lot more into, you know, the politics and everything. And it, I think you're really going to enjoy the next season because yeah, it's a good I hope one. So, um, but yeah. So for next week, just to give everybody a break, we're not going to make you wait the like three to six months, whatever it is, when you're watching regular TV. <laughs> but we're going to do a couple weeks of Star Trek: the Next Generation, and. I, think if i remember right the episodes are called uh the best of both worlds they're the episodes where um basically it kind of informs this but it's where jean luc picard becomes part of the borg and they're very good episodes so we're just going to watch those kind of a 
in between, Woo. you know, space in between the two seasons. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this Wednesday, while I'm thinking of it, we've got another episode of Nitro coming up. I think this one's October 9th, I would say, because the last week was the 2nd. I don't remember exactly what's happening. That's not really the point of Nitros in 1995, but it's going to be delightful. So please join us, and we'll see how Hulk Hogan can step on the new generation Wee-hoo. of wrestling. Woo! <laughs> Oh, I don't know if you saw it, but like how I promoted that episode on Twitter is I asked, what would you rather see? Um, Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero with something to prove or Hulk Hogan arriving at a building? We got you. And I just put up a meme of Hulk Hogan playing the guitar. (laughs) Awesome. But yeah, so that's uh, coming up on Wednesday. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed last Friday's bonus episode of... um, the Power Rangers movie, because I really love that. And, um, yeah, I think that's about it, unless you have anything else you want to add. Ram it in and yank it out. All right. Well, let me just do all the other stuff then. Um, follow the show at Chaos is Everywhere on Facebook. You can write the show directly at Chaos Pod Show, which, um, at Chaos Pod Show on Twitter. You can also um, follow me on Twitter at LastGilchrist1. And you can, if you have any questions, you can write us at chaospodshow at gmail.com. And other than that, uh, thanks to Eric Bowman for our theme song. And I hope you join us next week for our beginning of Next Generation, or at least a couple episodes of Next Generation. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good night, everybody.